Yellow. Hello. How are you doing? Sorry, I was trying to hold back a burp there. I'm drinking a Diet Coke, so I do apologize if I do let one out. So basically, this entire episode is going to be full of burps, is what I'm just, it's what, it's what I'm hearing. No, I don't know. Maybe I, uh, if I just stop mid-sentence and I'm like, mm, it's not like I want to be sick. Is that I'm a way to burp. And I have manners, unlike some people. Fair, fair enough. How was your birthday? It was a birthday. It was a birthday. It was actually a really, really good birthday. Oh, um, nice. Obviously, well, when you get older, birthdays are kind of just another day. Another yeah, um, year. So, uh, turning 23, made all the blink jokes, blah, 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 etc, etc. Oh, yeah, but yeah. no, had a good time. Did uh, Still some gifts to come, because they're coming a bit later. But then they weren't going to be able to arrive on the day. But I didn't ask for much anyway. Did fuck all. Played some Dead by Daylight and a couple other games. Got a takeaway. And then went out to a club in town. Nice. You sent me a... A video of you in said club. Yeah, I did. Because, well, um, the the night they have at Exodus, this is my second time going, um, Stegner, it's fucking great. It's, I, it plays all the tunes that I would fucking love. And so obviously some I don't, I don't know, but still, it's like the club that's, from what I've experienced so far, for me. Because as someone who's like, not very extrovert, doesn't go out load, I don't go out every night sort of thing. Finding a place you can go to and feel like, okay, this is where somewhere I would go to. Yeah. It's definitely one of those places. So it's the second time I've been and other mates wanted to go anyway and I'm like, what's my birthday? Came out, had the right laugh, ate some free pizza. Not as much pizza as last time. Uh, ate the free pizza. High off, high off um, Coca-Cola Uh and yeah, just oh, I just had the best time. Honestly, it was so good because I don't know if Craig, the DJ, knew it was my birthday, but he played some of my oh, just songs that I didn't think that would get played, and it was so great. Like when he played, like he played "Dead on Arrival" by Fall Out Boy, nice. lost my shit. He played both "What It Is to Burn" and "Letters to You" by Finch, and I fucking went nuts. He played fucking Melrose Diner, The Wonder Years. I think that's because Rhiannon mentioned that one. He played story so far because I know he uh, plays quicksand. So uh, male manipulator came out, but just so much good tunes. But yeah, I sent Lauren a video because he played Kickstart My Heart. Um, because it was funny. I just I was just in the midst of the dance floor, and the next thing I hear is that the the noise yeah. of the intro, and I was like, what? I was like, hang on, this can't be. And then yeah, I was like, it's funny because when it was on, I was actually running around the whole club just going nuts. But yeah. And after that, had a good birthday. I'm 23, so everyone can continuously make all the blink jokes about hating me and not liking me. But yes, I'm 23, so hey. Yeah, you've got like a year of pointing at, pointing at yourself whenever that song comes on, pretty much. And then yeah, I did it because it came on at the club, and I was like, me, me. Yeah, that happened on my 23rd. I'm pretty sure we're on a night out, and I'm pretty sure that song came on. Well, that was like. A couple years. Oh, it's a couple of years ago. I'm 25 this year. That came on randomly. That was before I actually requested the Toy Story Neck Deep by uh, to uh, Craig. Within that, because uh, I did the thing people do where you take out your Snapchat or whatnot and just write on text because I couldn't be out shouting at him. And I showed that, and I also put on that. Can you play the Toy Story Neck Deep because it's my birthday? 
So that song played before he actually knew it was my birthday. Some of the others did. But because I've gone there on... Other band members have, and we know the folk there. They're kind of, it's kind of, they kind of know me now. It's not like, you know, in most clubs where some people might go to a club, and in terms of people there, knowing who you are is meh, unless you speak to them, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't, because so, when I go to Satan's, that's pretty much my normal. Well, yeah, but y- you know, if if you're there quite you're a regular and you've oh, spoken yeah, to the yeah. staff more and they kind of know you, as to some people who go to a club and if you ask them, do you know all the bar staff? Do you know the DJ? They'd be like, oh, I don't really. You know what I mean? So they know me quite well, so it was uh, great. And we went to the casino afterwards. Not that I gamble, but uh, food there looked nice from what we got. But yeah, it feels weird me going to the casino. Yeah, there's one next to Satan's, and all of my, a few of my friends go there after after a night out. It tends to be a little thing. Yeah, they say the drinks are good, but we, we went there and got food, and then I, and I drove home, and I was shattered because I think I pulled, pulled both the muscles in my legs from fucking thrashing around too much on the dance floor. And my mum, it's funny because afterwards, um, I think it was yesterday actually, yeah. Or was it today? I can't remember. Um... No, it was yesterday, and my mum, I said, I think I pulled both my legs on muscles on the dance floor, and she went, well, see, that's what happens when you get older. You know, you're not a child anymore. You're not as able, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, I've, I've fucked up my knee, so, yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I get that pain. I get, but I've got back problems. I'm 24, 25 in a couple months, so, yeah, I get, yeah, I get, I get but that. well enough to record, and I'm actually excited for this, uh, this episode. Oh. This would be interesting. Yeah, excited in the sense of I was really struggling to find something to cover. Something that had girth. Something that wasn't just let's cover it and then it's like, oh, that was it. And then it was like, fuck all. And I had to go to the depths of past page one on Google to find information. You know, if you have to go past page one, then you're really struggling. Yeah. So, um, and I can't, I came across this case and I'm like, oh, this is like the perfect case for me to cover. How did I not think of this one or even kind of know about this one? I don't think I knew about this one. And uh, it was one of these cases where it's like, oh, the kind of thing that happens or something in it is relatable in some certain other cases. So that has got my mind open for now. Other cases I remember. Okay. And um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, we've done you. it before where you're like, uh, you covered like someone getting kidnapped and being held captive for years. And then it's like, oh, you know, oh, yes, that's a form of true crime. And, you know, there's many other cases like that, you know. And then you can think of oh, other similar ones which you could cover in the future. But, you know, my brain forgets about certain things and always seems to look for or just think of, well, what type of stuff have we done before? And then when I come across, I'm like, why didn't I think of that? sort of thing or that area of true crime before so this is going to be an interesting one which i think you won't know you might do i don't know okay um oh yeah well disclaimer for this one uh not heavy at all there is uh obviously violence uh no blood uh blood or gory stuff in here um but there is details of um, gun violence being used, people getting shot. Okay. Um, as I say before, if I come across something that I, I didn't think to mention in the beginning, 
then I will warn you beforehand. But yeah, this is not a uh, gruesome one at all. But basically the case itself is kind of like the big talking point. Because cases don't need to be gruesome for it to be a fucked or, you know, big, interesting case. So, little, yes, little, this one... Little, little oh, what were you going to say? Sorry? Little dig at me there for picking the gruesome ones. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't a dig. I was just saying, for people who just uh, know, hear these cases, if anyone hears the case and go, well, there wasn't a load of blood, uh, blood, guts, and gory, boring, well, no, it doesn't always have to be like that. You've got my week for that shit. Don't be moaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know some people would be like that if there's not girth in it, and it's like, whoa, 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 hang on. But this one is a more recent case. Um, recent, i.e. this century. <laughs> Not like completely close, close. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, if I say his name, uh, you're probably not going to know who it is. But um, we are covering Daniel Petrick. Nah, no clue. I think it's Petrick. I thought it was Petrick, but it's Petrick from when I watched uh, clips on YouTube. Petrick, Daniel Petrick. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Just look at the image and don't look it for the info because that will give stuff away. Just go straight to images. You might know him from the images, to be fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know him from the images. He looks like a wrongan, though. Yeah, well... He, he has a creepy face, doesn't he? He has an actual... Like, he actually does have, like, a really creepy face. I don't like that picture of him because he's just looking into the camera and he looks like, Ugh, no, I don't like it. Yeah. He's got one of those faces where you would not hold eye contact. Yeah, he's... Well, if when you look at the images, you'll make your own uh, assumptions there. But we're covering Daniel Petrick. And this is an interesting one when we get in. So... Uh, let's just, I always start with going over the bio on who the person is. So we're covering Daniel Petrick, who was um, born on August 24th, 1991, age 31. Uh, occupation, he was a student. Um, See, so yeah, actually, it, it's weird because this person is the generation just before me, but the sort of things that happen or motives and sort of thing kind of cross paths with my generation, which is why I kind of covered this one sort of thing, because I feel like I can add some things onto this, and I will have a big discussion on it. Maybe you can as well, but there I was... Mean, he it's the same age. He's the same age as a lot of my friends, really. Yeah, but like the stuff in it was like, this is something I can very much talk about and voice something, because you know how you cover some stuff and you think, mm, I kind of like shed as much light and yeah. then you, you've covered some cases where you've been able to shed some light more than other people would do, and that sort of thing. And I like that with some of the cases where we've picked stuff and we've actually had something that we can give as a plus oomph to it sort of thing, which I will in this one. So um, he has parents, um, Mark and Susan Petrick. And um, yes, he... Oh, yeah, locations of the stuff that he did is in Brighton Township, Lorraine County, Ohio. Um, yeah, oh, well, there's a couple other... I always put a load of stuff in the bio, and I don't want to say it, because then it kind of just gives it away, and then someone go, oh, yeah, I know what, where, where he is now, but that's it, done. no way he did, boof. Yeah, it only works like that if it's, like, a serial killer. 
Yeah, yeah. but I, uh, I'll, I'll explain this stuff in due time. But if I gave his basic information, there's not much more it had for that. But all the other stuff I say in the bio, I'll say later on. So, um, yes, stopped in for this one. Um, because what, what his mo his motive and what surrounds the motive, you'll be like, oh, okay. So, let's get into the early life and background of Daniel Petrick. So, who is Daniel Petrick? Well, Daniel Petrick, um, nicknamed Danny, was a teenager who attended high school in Wellington, Ohio. Um, not sure where that is, but hey, it's given a bad rep for Ohio because I really like Ohio. It's a great state. Loads of my favorite artists have come from there. So he uh, brings down the reputation of Ohio. Uh, while his home was in nearby Brighton Township, news reports most often identify him as being from Wellington. His father, Mark Petrick, was a Pentecostal minister at the New Life Assembly of God in Wellington, and his mother was named Susan Petrick. I had no idea what Pentecostal minister was, but Pentecost Pentecostalism is a Protestant charismatic Christian movement that emphasizes direct personal experience of God through baptism with the Holy Spirit. I'm not religious in the slightest, but I thought I'd just let you know what that is. Because it's uh, something that you can have in your knowledge bank. But uh, yes, some uh, religiousness in the family, but it doesn't play a big part at all. According to his father, he had a loving relationship with both of his parents. Mm -hmm. His friends and family described him as a normal and happy teenager without any psychological problems that would motivate his crimes. One student recalled that he was friendly and fun to be around. It's always people that just say that he was such a nice person and then they just do a crime and it's like, well, how the coin just flipped and they changed. I'm always, like, curious about that, though, because, like, you know how you do get some people who say, yeah, I never saw this coming, but there's always that one person who just goes, nah, it was fucking obvious this was going to happen. Yeah, I feel like some people aren't as truthful, because if you ask someone yeah, and you said, right, 100% tell me how this person is, and you told them exactly how you felt they were, it would be different. I think people just say, well, yeah, he was nice, friendly, he was nice once. Doesn't mean he's a nice person, you know. The asshole of all, all assholes could be nice once, but that doesn't make them nice. If they're generally an asshole, they're an asshole. But I don't think, I don't know if he was, but that's what they said. And um, also, fellow churchgoers pointed out that he was an enthusiastic, sorry, he was, oh, he was enthusiastic about the Bible, was a enthusiastic. Sorry, I shouldn't have put A there. He's enthusiastic about the Bible. That just tells me you are dull as shit. Me? No, no, no. You, oh. You, you're like, your biggest thing is that you were very enthusiastic about the Bible. Yeah. Like, like um, I remember when I was a kid, I went to a Catholic primary school, and, like, I was like, right, I'll read the fucking Bible, because I want, like, what's the hype around it? Like, I said that as a kid, to, to that level. Tried reading it, it's fucking boring, man. I mean, the only time I, I, I'd say I've been maybe somewhat excited about the Bible is that if I went into a travel lodge and there wasn't a Bible in the drawer and I'd be like, what the fuck's going on? Where's the Bible? That's always in the drawer. I've not seen a Bible in a hotel room in fucking God. Neither God. have I. Yeah, they don't I mean, anymore. times are changing and that's for sure. Um, 
percent. But I'm not religious, and I won't split anyone that is religious. But yes. In terms of academic achievement, he was an avid student at his school, and he had no record of suspension. There's nothing that would profile him as a source of violence, according to his superintendent. Daniel contracted a staphylococcus. Staphylococcus. What the hell? Hang on. What the... I want to say this properly. I wrote this down, and I swear I thought I could say it, but I can't say it. Me, whenever I type anything. Staphylococcus. There we go. Staphylococcus. If he, got, if he was in the UK and that got round in his school in the UK, he'd be fucked. Yeah, because I had a Staphylococcus infection. He'd be called, like, Staphy or something. He'd be called but Staphy, he, he... he'd be called... No, they'll say something about. They'll, they'll change it to Stiffy Cockle or something like that. They'll do some <laughs> shit like that. You can Stiff Cock. Exactly. The fact that I've just came up with that within like two seconds just tells you that lads in a, no, lads, is, lads in a British school would have made that worse. Thing is, yeah, Daniel contracted a, a Staphylococcus infection from a snow skiing injury and was housebound for a year while recuperating from severe spinal damage. And that's bad enough because someone would go, oh, you got a stiff cock and you had to stay. You got spinal damage from a stiff cock and you had to stay in your house for a year. Like, cock up your arse and spine damage. Like, not like, like, British primary schools are. British schools in general are just brutal. You watch what you say. They are. Like, yeah, you watch what you say. You watch what you tell people. Oh, trust don't, me, there's so many people I knew tell, where they tell, said stuff. Yeah, don't tell anyone anything. Keep everything to yourself because you, you, you no, you're not trusting jack shit. Like, so, I, right, we were like 12? We were definitely at least 12. So, um, this guy, I, every time I see him, I bring it up because I'm always like, fucking idiots. Why'd you tell him that? Like, so he went up to one of his mates at the time stupidly actually no he met he texted one of his mates because he was off school for a few days and his mate was like oh why are you not in school uh today and he just replied back in a text being like mate right i was having a wank and i snapped my banjo and i'm like and then obviously that how how i don't know the fuck he was doing he was doing something with it and he how have you snapped it i don't know but he snapped it right so basically he broke his dick and, he, and we were 12 at the time. We were 12 years old. Do you really think that guy that you sent the message to was not going to freaking spread that round? Like, like, that kid did not hesitate. By the, time, by the time that guy came into school, every fucker knew. <laughs> oh, my. How, how the fuck did someone get their cock to a fucking 45 degree fucking angle? Or fucking... 90 degree angle, fucking 180 degree, fucking how? Fucking hell. I've tugged my trouser snake many a time, but I've never fucking snapped it. I know people who have, like, quite obviously him and There's the fucking was... Americans going, whoa, he was having a wank and then he snapped his banjo? Why was he playing the banjo and tugging at the same time? No. Oh. Like, yeah, he told his mate, and obviously that went round like wildfire. 
Yeah, I, there's many people I know where they said stuff, and then you think, and, and if anyone thought that the next day people would just forget about it, no, people would bring that up constantly, again and again and again. So yeah, um, he, he might, he would have maybe gotten some um, best taken out of him. He was introduced to the Halo franchise of games by his friend Jonathan Johnson and developed an addiction where he would play them seven or eight hours a day at Johnson's house. Now, this is where I can give some info here when we explain stuff. Because if nobody knows, I am a massive, massive, massive fan of Halo. Sadly, wasn't born just at the cusp of when it was coming in, but um, this plays a key part. And um, I can, well, I'll explain what Halo is, but I'll shed some light now um this guy gives a bad rep for certain things because i'm a massive halo fan first game um well when i got my xbox 360 um it came with connect that's when i got mine with the connect was kicking about and it had um connect adventures or whatnot but i managed to get a double box of get uh, a, a, a box that i double Two games in it and a controller. I don't know where the fuck my mum got it, but you got a controller, Gears of War 2 class and Halo 3. I think it was Halo 3 classic. I still got my copy here. And oh, my mum, I remember my mum saying, and maybe this will tie in here as well, my mum was like, are you sure you're old enough to play these games? And I'm like, yeah, fucking course I am. Had no idea what Halo or Gears of War was at the time. I just said, fuck it and played them anyway. And I was fucking so just out of it. When I loaded up Halo 3, first mission, <clears throat> had my headset on, thinking people could fucking hear me, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I am a gamer now. And, boy, I played the fuck out of Halo 3. From so many times, it was the most, um, most game I'd taken anywhere else of any other games around to a mate's house to play hours on end, just custom Halo. Halo 3 is forever going to be one of my top three games, one of my top game of all time. So I'm a massive fan of the Halo franchise, but it plays a part into this, which is why I thought I would mention it. So um series has gone down a bit, for sure, but Halo 3, for me, Halo 3, Halo Reach, and then Halo 4, that trilogy mm -mm, cannot be topped. And Halo 3 ODST is trash. If you like it, I'm sorry, it's trash. But um, yes, you have um, a developed addiction where you play them seven or eight hours a day. That's class. It is just one of these things, right? Especially when I covered this case. Um, just the memories. Uh, when I was researching this, because something like this, even that sentence, played them seven or eight hours a day, just took me back to, the, you know, like in your teens when you did stuff or you played with stuff, Lauren, mm. and you could just do it for hours on end and it felt like the day was endless. Like, yeah. seven hours would go by, and that was so fucking great. And I remember that with Halo, like, late nights, just hours on hours playing Halo, not having to worry about what was coming tomorrow, or you had school, fuck it. And it's like, God, I would kill to go back to days like that. You know, it's those periods in time you didn't know what you had until it was gone. And I love nostalgia things. I see all the time in TikTok, and it's like, if I could take a time machine and go back to certain times when I was a teenager, I saw wood. And some people will never experience that sort of, like, stuff you had, which is why I said it's kind of like that cross-generation thing where this guy, and I guess, like, you as well, because you're a little older, the stuff we played with was kind of what people a little bit older than us did. And, like, my cousins and stuff are younger now, and I try and explain to them 
about it and i'm like oh you wouldn't understand but in the sense of like you never got to experience it and it's a shame because it was just cream of the crop cream of the crop for great but yeah he developed uh an addiction to halo so if anyone doesn't know what halo is uh missing out but i thought i'd explain anyway which is like i what like i like doing this when i cover cases if i mention something explain what it is because i hate watching things and someone doesn't explain it and then i have to like figure out what the fuck it is but um, if anyone doesn't know, Halo is the military science uh, fiction media franchise originally developed by Bungie and currently managed and developed by 343 Industries, part of Microsoft Xbox Game Studios. The series launched in 2001 with the FPS game Halo Combat Evolved and follows the storyline of Master Chief in the 26th century in his fight against the hostile alien race known as the Covenant. In my opinion, one of the best games that I've ever made. Ideally, it was the game that Microsoft had the most vision in, which was true because when they sold the original Xbox, they marketed it with Halo and it just sold the console so well. Honestly, I cannot say enough good things about Halo. And it's got its own TV series. So yes, he uh, he developed an addiction to that. However, Daniel's father disapproved of video game violence. And this is another thing we'll talk about. Now, Halo... Um, I don't know what the ES- ESRB rating is. Um... Oh, yeah, I explained that in a minute. Yeah, so his father did uh, disappear to video game violence. After his son expressed his want to buy the Halo games, he ordered him to stop playing the games or else leave the house. Daniel moved into the Johnson house for the weekend, playing the game with his friend for up to 18 hours a day with minimal breaks. 18 hours of Halo. Ugh. That was a week before the incident. He soon bought his own copy of the recently released Halo 3, which came out on September 25th, 2007, without his father's knowledge. Halo 3 has an ESRB rating of M for blood, gore, mild language, and violence. Now, it's not an avidly violent, violent, violent game, because it's all fantasy, that sort of thing. Master Chief is human, but you're fighting against the alien race, the Covenant, they're not real. Um, You do get uh, multiplayer's experience you're fighting against other um halos and spartans but there's no like blood shattering everywhere so it's not the most violent of violent games but his dad didn't like him doing it no no his dad was like nah 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 it's too violent it's too violent and was not happy so he got his own copy because father like you can't play it so another case of i don't know if you ever had it lauren where you just like no i have to go to a friend's house to play something because you didn't have it or your parents wouldn't let you get it so you had to go to the other friend's house whose parents would let them that was me when it came to drinking and watching like movies that i shouldn't be was it you, you had to go to the mate's house and you said where are you going was... ah, and stuff to mates well yeah there was always that one mate whose parents didn't give a shit so we just go around to her place her mum would let us drink there and we just watch whatever we wanted and that was kind of yeah that was kind of like my parents my parents let me drink in the house but it was kind of like very like it like she so basically my parents were like you can have a cider or you can have like a wkd but she her parents were like you can have vodka so there was like and, and my parents would be like you can have one and her parents wouldn't really care how much you had and my mum and dad were like you can't watch this tv show this movie my mum was very much like you've got to be at the at the age to watch the right age to watch that movie kind of thing that age to watch that tv show whereas her parents didn't fucking care but i think it's when people say don't play it, it spurs you on more to want to and i think 
I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm not gonna say like you should watch stuff you're not supposed to. Blah blah blah. I mean, there's ratings for a reason, but for some people, it just kind of defines your generation who you are. Seeing stuff you shouldn't, and I mean, for the most part, playing stuff I probably shouldn't have because of age rating or seeing stuff. I was kind of glad I did. I know it sounds bad, but like. I shouldn't have probably played Halo or Gears of War because of the age rating, but I did. And I'm so glad I did it at that young age because I appreciated it and said that, oh, yeah, the big it one. wasn't a case of I had to wait and then. Yeah, the big one was GTA. Yeah. But oh, even then, the like movies or like, I didn't drink, you know, still for you would have been a big deal to see stuff and be like, yes, I saw that. My, well, I mean, to be fair, like my par- my friend's parents really didn't give a flying fuck. I watched Orphan when I was eight. Ah, probably, I've not seen that fully, but... Probably shouldn't have watched it when I was eight. Like, yeah. I definitely shouldn't have watched it when I was eight, but it's... I watched Orphan for the first time when I must have been about eight years old in my mate's bedroom with her bunk beds and her Hannah Montana merch all over the fucking place. And I'm just there, I was just sat there watching Orphan and it's like, her mum did not fucking care. Yeah, it's the sort of unsupervisedness where it's like, well, I was just unsupervised and I was let to do whatever. And uh, parents these days do not allow none of that. But I'm kind of glad in some sense some of that stuff did happen for me because uh, just experience it there. And then at that time when I was actually developing my brain more, you know, obviously becoming a teenager and that sort of thing, it just felt so right. Uh for me to play this and it felt like oh yeah fuck you age ratings <laughs> you know but back then uh, i guess some of that stuff you didn't think oh you didn't think for once oh my god i shouldn't be seeing this oh no this is not for me like when i was playing i don't know halo or gears or whatever game i wasn't thinking oh no i'm killing this alien race i shouldn't be playing this put it down and go to my parents and go mom this game i shouldn't be playing this game you can take it back. I was like, fuck no. I've got the game now. I'm playing it. So, um, yeah, he had to go around to a mate's house to uh, play the game. And then he got the game himself. I'm not sure how. Um, I think, well, he could, well, actually, he could just went and bought it, actually, because if I'm correct. What's the rating? Wait, what's the cover? Is there, is there even a rating on the front? Pretty sure it's like. An M. I just said M. Is there an actual age rating on the... Yeah, it just says M. M means mature, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, M mature, so there's actually not an age rating on it. Sorry, I was being a bit of an idiot. Oh, fuck. My brain was thinking, it was the one? No, there's not. So he could have just went and bought it in the store. Yeah, that'd been it. Which, uh, you know what it's like now getting people to buy stuff for you because uh, you're the age. But yeah. Um, finding him bringing it into the house, his father confiscated it and placed it in a safe that also secured a 9mm... Taurus PT-92 handgun. Um, the Taurus PT-92 is a double action slash single action, double stacked, magazine fed, short recoil operated, semi-automatic 9mm pistol manufactured by Taurus in the Beretta factory in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Now, he was not happy about this getting confiscated. I wasn't happy about getting some stuff confiscated. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't mind with certain video games, but... Um, no one liked having this shit taken off them. I just found out when my mum was hiding it Also, when she used to go out of the house, I used to take it all back while she was out. Yeah, and I can understand some people getting annoyed with something that's getting taken away, but hey, it's Halo 3. 
it's I mean it's an amazing game. I would have hated if my Halo 3 was taken away. But you just have to deal with that stuff. But he wasn't happy. This man was not happy. So on October 20th, 2007, about one week after the game was confiscated, Daniel found his father's key to unlock the safe and stole safe and stole both the game and the gun. Around 7 p.m., Daniel walked up behind his parents while they were sitting on the couch and said, Would you close your eyes? I have a surprise for you. He proceeded to shoot both of his parents. Because he got a game taken off him. Mm-hmm. He fucking serious. Yep. Like... Has he... Like, my parents didn't even, like, ch- like take just take games off me. My parents... I remember once my parents saw my entire TV... My, I had a TV in my room. I know, right? Bougie. It was, like, a very small TV. But I had a TV in my room. Mostly just, like... I don't know. Uh, but I had that in my room. My parents literally just took the entire fucking thing out. Like... Like, there's no end. Yeah. I remember I, I, they took everything out of my room that was electronic if I got grounded. And I used to be like, you kick off. You kick off about it. Oh, yeah. You start fucking screaming and shit. Yeah, 100%. But then you, ve- you eventually just kind of, like, fall asleep because you're too tired from, like, kicking off. And then you kind of just like, oh, all right, I'm just going to be quiet for a bit. I'll get back tomorrow. Like, chill. Like... You just you get it back when you get it back, or you do what I did, which is where you sneakily steal it back when they're out of the house for like an hour. Yeah. But, but like, I never once went. Not one thought went through my head when all my stuff got taken off me. Like, where I went, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill both my parents for taking my TV away. I mean, it's annoying if you had stuff confiscated because people would be like, oh, where's your? Oh, I don't have this. But over, like, a game, and this is where, like, controversy and stuff spurs in another... We'll talk about it a bit later, but, like, for me, obviously, I, I mean, I, people who are older can vouch more for getting stuff taken away because me and you grew up in a, you know, technology-dominated kind of generation. Kind Not of. as dominated as now, but you know what I mean? Where kind people of. in the 90s, if they had their games taken away or something... Like no, but it's kind it of was like, like their pride and joy. For me, I feel like I was right, like right in the middle. So like, okay, yeah, I had my technology, but if it got taken off me, I'd have my little kick off. But at the end of the day, it wasn't the end of the world because I, I knew how to, like, have entertainment without needing yeah. a game or a, or um a TV. Like, I knew how to entertain myself because I grew up without it. So I, I, I. I had like most of my life without having technology like i didn't have a comp- i didn't have a computer at that age so like uh, i i didn't have my own computer we had like the my dad's one and that was kind of it so it's i knew how to live without it or with the most standard shit like on the planet when i was like around 2007 right I mean, 2007, I'm like, what, nine? nine? Yeah, nine. I'm, I've am i not got a phone. If I ever do, it's my mum's old one, and it was a brick. So there was, like, it had snake on it, which was sick anyway. But it had snake on it, and that was kind of it. Nothing, yeah, it, nothing else. And I had my DS, and that was, that was all I had. That was it. So if, like... 
my mum told my wait to go in my DS, which would happen, I'd be like, okay, I'm just gonna go draw some stuff. I will use my imagination. I will go outside. I will do something else because I only got this a few months. I've only gotten this DS a few months ago. I I know how to have fun without it. Like it's not fucking hard. Yeah, I mean, I I was the same. I I grew up as a kid going outside and playing, but technology and stuff sort of stuff was was there. And if some of it was comics, it was a bit annoying. If I got, you know, like I'll take the PS2 away, and it's like ah, oh, because it was, it was another annoying. form of. It was annoying, but it wasn't the end of the world. No, it was annoying. It was annoying because it was another source of entertainment, and you might have had something else you could have played with, and that would have that would have been fine and kept the days going by. But I think it's that emotional attachment to some certain things that people just get way attached to it way more. Yeah. And for some things I can emphasize, but for this sort of thing, it is just like, I mean, it's obviously tough because I am a big gamer. So this is why I liked covering this one because especially a game like Halo 3, which is pretty much my teen years, early teen years game that I spent so much hours in and it's something that I, I really enjoy and could say so much good stuff about it, you know, so much my friends could say, you know, like when we've covered some stuff in the past. I, I For example, when we, I mean, when we did the um, Case and Ian Watkins, for some people, uh, Lost Prophets was their favorite band. So they could say so much and that was a thing. And then when that really great thing they like gets this tarnished thing, you know, you speak on that behalf sort of thing, which is why when I saw this case, I was like, fuck, you know, people are slating, going to slate this, but it's like, Halo 3, uh, I could say good things, but he shot his parents because the game was confiscated. So it's very addicted to it, obviously, and just taking it away wasn't wasn't viable for him. Um, Yeah, he proceeded to shoot both of his parents. His father said that, in, in quotation marks, his head went numb and he saw blood pouring down from his skull. Susan Pietrick died from her gunshot wounds in the head, arms and chest. Daniel then placed the gun in his father's hands to make the crime look like a murder-suicide, saying to him, Hey dad, here's your gun. Take it. A few minutes later, his sister Heidi and her husband Andrew Archer arrived at the house planning to watch a Cleveland Indians baseball game together on television. They arrived two hours earlier than was planned at around 7pm, so the game was on at 9 but they arrived two hours early. Before they could enter the house, Daniel told them not to come in. He lied that his parents were fighting. Upon hearing groaning, they forced their way through and discovered the aftermath of the shooting. Andy started giving Mark medical attention Heidi called the police. Daniel drove away in the family van in an attempt to escape to a friend's house, but he was arrested during the drive. And I, I went, and the next part I'm going to talk about is like quotes and stuff from interviews because this got lots of attention, um, in the media and stuff, and uh, ABC stuff because it's a more recent case. You know how a lot of more recent cases they can interview the people in prison or interview them. Yeah now is a more common thing so um yeah i got some uh, nice quotes from that so when asked in an interview in prison years later by abc news correspondent deborah roberts and how he wound up with the gun in his hand daniel said we always did a lot of hunting 
and a lot of target shooting. So there was a lot of guns in the house. He said he went to get the gun because... He went to he, he said he went to get the gun because he was mad at his dad because he was firm about it. He was adamant about it. That there would be none of this and that's the way it was going to be. So he got the gun because his dad was adamant. You're not playing this game. You're never playing it. That's the way it is. Whether you like it or not, I don't want you playing this game because I think it's violent. And then Daniel said it created a lot of resentment and angry with him. He thought he was going to go get the gun and kill his dad. So he was just super mad. Was like, you know... I, the extreme level of when you were mad at your parents. Wow, they grounded me. I'm so mad. But his madness and insanity took over, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna gonna hurt them. Is how he felt. The worst I did was launch a deodorant can on my wall and dented it. I, but I didn't fucking. It's like the um. You ever seen the video of the most insane freak out reaction ever of the yeah. guy who gets his World of Warcraft account deleted? Yeah. That's a fucking sick video. And he freaks out. He starts sticking them over his bum. Ah! Which apparently the video was not 100% real, but I remember seeing that, and that was like the freak out you should do. You go to your room crying, I hate you, mum, I hate you, dad. Yeah, I'm going to leave this house and never come back. What's really funny, though, you'd cry, you'd scream. You would never fucking slam the door, though. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, but like, after you'd, you'd, you'd calm down. You'd have sense, at least in your anger to not slam that fucking door. If you slam the door and you heard your parents coming upstairs, it's like, uh uh-oh. Yeah, and what's really, what's even worse, like, you'll slam the door, you'll hear your parents, you did it at least once, and that's the reason why you never did it again. But you'd hear your parents come up the stairs and you'd be like, shitting yourself because you can hear your parents come up the stairs, but you're also like, right, which one? Oh, yeah. Is it mum or dad? If I heard my mum's, if my, if my mum is terrifying, if I heard my mum coming up those fucking stairs, like, my dad rarely kicked off. And my dad's coming up the stairs storming. He's going to yell at me, but that's about it. And my dad yelling was rare, so it was kind of a bit like, oh, shit. It does not matter how many times that woman came up and yelled at me. It was fucking terrifying hearing those fucking feet running up those stairs because she was not fucking about you would genuinely hide in the corner like that woman was terrifying you're like shit i fucked up and then you just know you're in for it after that you know it's gonna be an awkward atmosphere in the house for the next week yeah i mean i don't know what it's like for other places around the world but do not mess with scottish mums <laughs> or scottish dads because trust me when your mom and your da fucking if your parents are Scottish, oh, fuck me. You're in for it. Oh, you're getting a fucking scalped dock. The Latin community. Oh, dear. The Latin community are laughing at you right now. The, Mex- the Mexican community, they're all laughing at you right now. <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. If there's any Mexican uh, people listening, you've never had the fucking scalped dock. I'm a fucking Scottish parent. Dock is your bum. And scalp means a slap. For anyone who doesn't speak Doric. A scalped, a scalped dog, or a scalped dog. Me now realizing my childhood was dark as shit, cause that's tame in my head. <laughs> that's fucking. Tame. That's tame. I, oh my. Ah uh, yeah, I'm not going to. Uh, it could have been way worse, but I'm I'm not going to. This is a fierceness that Scottish people have. Like my mum, my mum's like smaller than me, but that don't fucking matter. Jesus Christ, like the shit that I got fucking hit with, like. 
fuck me. Like, that's what I mean, to be fair. It didn't stop me. It doesn't stop you from kicking off. But, yeah, no. like... Yeah, we all remember, like, that that moment. You run up to your room. You start, like, hyperventilating. Yeah, the, it's, 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 yeah, it's 100%, like... You got tears going down your face, but it's kind of like they wear off within like 30 yeah. seconds. Why are you crying? What are you crying for? Yeah, you, they wear off in like 30 seconds, but you're hyperventilating. And then if you got, you, you're got... Scream in the pillow. Yeah, you're an only child, so it's, you don't know it's like having a sibling so you kick off. Because they think that it's the perfect opportunity to try and piss you off even more. They see that as the open door to come in your room and start taking the piss out of you. And all that does is make you more angry. So you just end up arguing with your sibling and fighting with your sibling, which then makes your parents kick off again. And because you're already the one that they're mad at, they go apeshit you again. And then it's just, it's a whole cycle. Well, he was mad at his dad for that. He uh, said he fired at his dad first. And when Deborah asked if he remembers his mother's face, he said he did after taking a deep breath. Honestly, when you watch it, he says, do you remember your mother's reaction? He goes, I do. You could see it in him that the flashbacks of his mum's face when he shot um, his dad right in front of her. When she asked if he knew he, he was killing... When she asked um, if he knew that he was killing them, Danny replied, "Ah." I didn't understand. Like I said before, I was uh, a teenager at the time. There's a difference between knowing something and understanding something and understanding that I was taking a human life. When asked how he felt, he said, Mum used to play these games at the end of every round, everything resets. At the end of every level, everybody is still there. Deborah said, but you're 16 years old. I mean, you've got to know that your parents aren't going to reset after you fire this gun at them. When she asked him, are you blaming the video games for what you did? Danny replied, no, I've always taken responsibility for it. I don't try to deny that. I know it's nobody's fault but my own. Did it Did it play a part? Yes, it did. It was the catalyst behind a mindset that caused a murder. He said he can't blame his dad for the way he feels about him after he managed to survive in the hospital. Now this is the controversy because this story comes out and... The headlines, you can guess what the headlines are. Video game causes uh, teen to murder. And obviously the, uh, obviously here when he says the thing of, uh, mom used to play these games, at the end of every round, everything resets, at the end of every level, everybody's still there. In a kind of sense, I know what he's, he's saying there, but it, in terms of, well, he's playing Halo, so in terms of that, the round ends, match ends, you go in again, fresh start, um... That's it. If you're playing campaign, you know, you know the enemies obviously die. That sort of thing, and at the level like st- stuff resets. Yes, in that sense of loading entities, that sort of thing. But um, it was when she it's it was weird. Obviously, when she says that way of like, well, you should have realized that your parents don't reset. Hello, you're not in a fancy game world. But this is why I wanted to talk about the main thing or the big issue with this case was obviously. The headlines of tablets were like, oh, video game causes a kid to murder. So everyone's thinking video games violence. Video games violence. They're probably slating Halo 3. You can't, the thing is, if you're blaming fucking violent video games on murder, then 
If that was if if violent video games caused murder, then there'd be a lot more fucking murderers. Yeah, well, I know it's at the very end, but I'll, I'll I'll put this part now. Then if I got to talk about it, um, uh, it's part in this of the aftermath because obviously in this aftermath, whatever, and the case has been highlighted in papers and articles regarding video game addiction and video game violence. Halo Three publisher Microsoft commented briefly to the media, "We are aware of the situation, and it is a tragic case." Now, I actually remember in S3, I think it was S3 English, I did a presentation on video game violence and it caused people to become violent. And I, the clips didn't work, but I, I showed clips of Mortal Kombat X because if anyone's played Mortal Kombat, you see how brutal yeah, fatalities are, especially in the newer ones. And um, I'm tr uh, what is it? Um, on... Uh, I wonder if I can find the article. Yes, this was the one I quite while ago. I, I comment. I put this in here as well, where I remember it was. Yeah, a British for a British forty-six-year-old man. He was charged with assault because um, he assaulted a thirteen-year-old kid after the boy tormented him in after killing him in Call of Duty Black Ops. He went on. Um, he went round to the person's house and then just grabbed him and started choking him because he killed him in a game. I, I, the article um, and stuff I included in my one was to basically tell people about this because for years I've heard it constantly, right? Um, and you will, if we touch upon this in another episode, I guess with the music we listen to as well. You know how many people have gone, oh, that music is a bit satanic? Yeah. You know, People say, don't be listening to that. It's horrible music, etc., etc. So for years, I've heard this of people saying, video games, they're violent, they'll make you violent, this sort of thing. And this case really dampens that whole thing because people who don't play games will just go, yeah, violent, yeah, that's, that's it, that's it. And I honestly, I'm just putting this now to say no. Take this from me, right? I have played constant, 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 constant hours of Halo fucking 3. And have I done this? No. Don't pin on Halo, because by God, Halo is an amazing fantasy of a game. That's the, that's the one he happened to play, right? Yeah. Like, the years of me playing Halo 3, or, yeah, there were all those years of me playing Halo 3 custom games where I played, say, what, Splatter Monkey or Speed Halo, modes like that. You know, like Splatter Monkey, the one where people were on the, the island in the middle... You know, you got to drive the warthog, fly over and smack them off the island or speed halo. You got to try and climb up the massive ramp while the um, warthogs or um, mongooses are trying to mow you down. Did that make me want to get on a fucking like quad bike or, you know, a big vehicle and run someone over quickly? No. Video games don't make people violent, right? People can see GTA. This is just a simulation of what you could do, you know. I know so many people who have played GTA and have not gone, I want to steal a car, kill a bunch of pedestrians, blow shit up. No. This, okay, stuff like that really pisses me off when people say that, right? Because you playing something which is a simulation doesn't want to make you violent, right? I like, you know, for example, a game like GTA. It's, good, it's a good game. It's a great game, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can do stuff in there which, realistically, I would never do in my life. Which is one of the, I guess, things people like doing in games where it's like, oh, I can reenact this scenario or do this, and I never do that in real life, but it's just a simulation version of it. Yeah, but 
I've never fucking played a video game and thought, yeah, I really want to do that. Did I load up fucking Call of Duty Black Ops and, you know, start playing a multiplayer match on, like, jungle and thought, ah, you know what? I really want to be a soldier fighting in the midst of a jungle with a fucking, you know, Galil shooting folk down. No. Like, for some people, some things might be a catalyst for others, but don't just purely blame violent video games for the reason that somebody is violent. Yes, people have gotten annoyed and shouted at others over video games because that's competitiveness. People do that in sports and that sort of thing. But, like, we, well, we actually all know um, people who uh, played old games, specifically older COD lobbies, kids today would not survive, right? It's a tough field out there. If you're playing video games, maybe going off on a tangent, but I I don't know if this was you, Lauren, but trust me, if you went in card lobbies back in the day, people roasted you. You got crapped on. I've I I when I was uh however old I was in card lobbies, I was hearing words, slurs, uh, offensive words I'd never heard of before getting thrown at me left, right, and center because people were genuinely pissed off. And some people were way, way more pissed off, but they definitely didn't take that anger and try and find me and kill me, or I didn't take that anger and take it out on someone else. It's just a stereotype that because you see something violent or you see a violence in a movie or something, and people just think, yep, that's what made them want to do it. But that's just one out of millions, right? You know, like, if you say you listen to a metal song, Lauren, and there was, like, lyrics where they said, oh, let's sacrifice someone to the gods, would you then go... Yeah, I'm going to get a body and sacrifice it to God. No. No. It's, it, you know, no one takes everything so literally. So in this case, the headlines and everything were all going and people were like just slamming video games, people calling. And in some of the reports I was saying, some people were saying, yes, uh, the violent video games is is what stirred them on. But like, um, this is the big thumbs up for Halo, which is a great Halo 3, great game. Play the franchise, I, I would highly recommend. Master Chief Collection play the whole thing but like uh, actually right now right say if i gave a copy of halo 3 to lauren and said play it you can't play the online because the servers are shut down boo but if you went and played the campaign and afterwards i said so if i took this game away from you now and said you can never play it again or i don't take the game away are you gonna kill someone now no no she's not she's not gonna say yeah well i the experience I had playing Halo 3 really made me want to acquire a weapon and then shoot someone. Or reconstruct my own version of the energy sword and gravity hammer, which realistically wouldn't be possible. But I, I, yeah, I want to get the fucking the shotgun. Same shotgun that's in Halo. Uh, and I'll go out and shoot someone. No. Stop pinning stuff. Because something happens with someone, don't pin that as the catalyst and then try and bring that down. Because so many things has a negative thing on it but like if you're trying to use that to bring it all down like i've got sweets next to me maybe there's something negative about lint but is that enough reason to say it's an absolute catalyst for everything no does me eating these lint sweets mean i'm gonna do some shit no but i i did that presentation in s3 and pretty much i passed but i was trying to drill it into people's heads of like, look, it, it doesn't make people violent. I mean, heck, we had a Minecraft server. And, you know, if you killed one of the animals in there, didn't make you want to go out and kill a sheep in real life, did it now? You could do it in there. 
but it ain't gonna make you fucking violent. But that's what really peed me off about this, is that the media and headlines were just slating video games and causing violence. And it's sad because if you... It's the thing again with like, if you don't know about the thing and that's your first hearing of the thing, if that makes sense. So even in the case of like um, Ian Watkins and Lost Profits, if someone for the first time didn't know about emo music and then they go, oh, this guy was in that band and he was like this. Oh God, I bet you all people in that sort of bands are like that. Or for the first time people hearing about this were like, oh, Halo 3 caused this to happen. Well, all the Halo games must be bad. All similar games must be bad. Yep. Can't, can't be having that. And then it's like, well, if you don't know, then this one negative thing gives people that reaction. So um, that's uh, that's what happened. And his dad managed to survive. And Mark said of watching the clips um, and others of his son being interviewed, he said it's quite gut-wrenching and hard. Uh, they actually interviewed him, and you could see footage of it. I saw a little bit of footage. So in the interview room, they asked Daniel what happened on the day, and this is what he said. I was sitting in my room, and then my dad was just yelling, just screaming at my mum. My dad walked into his bedroom and then walked back out, and then I heard a gunshot. I ran out there, and my mum had been shot. He pointed the gun at me, and then he said he was sorry, and then he shot himself. A detective in that documentary said... This is a key thing that he said was, we all have been around someone who is boo-hooing, but they're not crying. And there's a difference. In a situation where someone just witnessed their father shoot their mother and shoot themselves, it's very emotional. It's very traumatic. But there wasn't that emotion you typically see in a severe crime scene. Which is true, because if you watch the footage of him in the interview room, he does that thing where he's like, and it was so sad. My parents got shot. But you can kind of tell in the voice, it's like, well, you're given that impression of it's n- you're not 100% sad. Because, like, if your parents were just shot, you'd be bawling in tears and not, like, speaking clearly with the whole boo-hoo thing, as he said. Yeah. Because you, you, I've been around folk like that as well, who have been like, oh, no, boo-hooing. And I'm like, come on. I know you're not sad. Oh, Stop yeah, faking you, it. You can tell. Yeah. And Daniel does look straight up to the CCTV camera while in the interview room. Uh, On the clip that I watched, there's a segment in it where it just shows you him alone in the room. And then he looks up at the camera and stares at it for a good couple of seconds. I found that quite eerie. Like him staring up there as if, like, he he was looking in the eyes of the people going, "Uh, you know what's going on, eh? In another prison interview... um, Daniel said of his plan, he said, uh, the plan that I formulated to make it look like my father had done all this was not plausible. Um, It wasn't even realistic. Mark recalled of his hospital time and injuries, saying, um, I was in the hospital for, I think, 30 days. They did five surgeries on me. Reconstruction surgeries to my eye socket, the roof of my mouth, my jaw. There's all kinds of stuff I couldn't stop thinking about. Like, what happened? Um... That night, and the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to kill him. So, if you look at images of his dad, he severely got fucked up, and having to have like five surgeries done, he's lucky to survive. Whole reconstruction of like the side of his face, thirty days in the hospital. It's awful, and that obviously, like he said, um, the more he thought about it that night, the more he really wanted to kill his son. 
Uh, Jason Hawk, a reporter from the Chronicle Telegram, said there were was headlines, headlines, and headlines about it, and that everyone was interested in this story. As like I mentioned before, they would they would be. It's like parents get killed or wounded over son being addicted to a video game. Oh God! Then there's the stigma straight away. Um, and we still get this now. I still see new stories now where someone, uh, it's the headline is just the thing. Not the person, it's the subject. And it's like, that's bad, Let's say that shit. You know what I mean? Say if, like, I don't know. Here's one thing. Say if it was like you, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go and kill someone. And then someone's like, oh, oh my god, she liked leopard print and glam. Yep, that's what made her do it. And it's just like, well, we won't say it's just her. Let's just find the stuff she really liked or was big interested in that. Yeah, that's the thing. And then it's like, fuck off. You know what I mean? So I, the headlines. I think if I killed someone, they'd focus more on the fact that I had a true crime podcast. If I'm being completely honest. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Where yeah, there's some yeah. situations where you see headlines, and it's like their focus is just this. The 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 tabloid I want to went on homed in on this, and it's like because I don't know what the tabloids uh, the tabloids and everything were like at the time, but people must have been reading it thinking, oh, someone killed oh this Halo bad bad sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, and Jason Hawk, that reporter, said there was also a big desire to see him punished. There were even calls for the death penalty. Um, Mark also said that at first I was angry. I was angry as hell. You know, he killed his mom and my wife. But in the courtroom, I was feeling a lot of love. And I do believe in forgiveness. And I wanted to see him have a second chance of life. It's hard to go see him in prison. It's very difficult when he could have had such a life ahead of him. So yeah, his dad actually feels some sort of remorse for him. Being like, I know I did that stuff and he really hates him. But it's like, you know, forgives him a little bit and thinks he should have got like a second chance. But it's like spur of the moment thing, um, this situation. Because you know, it's like he loved Halo. Dad said you can't play the game. Dad took away the game, and then he got really mad, and then did that. But it could have been a totally different situation where if it was like Daniel liked the game, his dad didn't take it away, or he didn't like Halo in the first place. You know what I mean? It's that slight, tiny thing that changed the course thing. And I'm not blaming his dad or anything at all, but it's just the way it happened, where his dad was like, right, I don't want you. That's fair. Being parenting, you can't play this game. And then his anger took over, and then he did that. And the fact that he had easy access of a gun as well. You know, could have been a whole totally different story, but his dad thinks that um, he wanted to see him have a second chance of life. And I guess it is hard for anyone who's still, you know, got like a family member in prison. It must be hard to see them, to know that if they didn't do what they did, they what life would they have had, you know? Yeah. There's so many, I guess there's so many situations you you have or I have where I think, well, what would life be like if I didn't, if I wasn't like this? I know it's not the same of like um, killing someone, but maybe, Lauren, you sat there and gone, well, I wonder what life was like if I just didn't like true crime, leather print or this sort of stuff, and I was a totally different flip of the coin person. Where would my life be? A couple of times I've thought that. I've thought, what if I just went in the like this other path where I could think I could have gone as a kid and went that way. Where would I, would I be now? 
And I mean, to be fair, Daniel probably might have just had a normal life. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was just like every average kid playing video games. I think he would have had a normal life, to be fair. Probably, yeah. It's spur-of-the-moment thing that he didn't think about. And when asked about... He was actually asked about what he missed about freedom. Daniel said, I miss everything about being free. I miss being able to open my door if I choose to. I miss just the little things, you know, that we don't fully understand that have value until they're removed from you. Which is a... It's a nice kind of inspiring kind of quote to say, which I, I wish I understand what he's going with there. Like, you don't fully understand the value of something until it's gone. Um, Which is quite a deep quote. But, you know, for people in prison, they'll soon find that out, that once you go in there, all the stuff that you had, you're not getting there anymore. Which is fair, because you did a fucking horrific crime. So, Daniel's trial was held from December 15th to 17th uh, in 2008 at the Lorraine County Court Common... Lorraine County Court Common Place in Elyra, Ohio. James Birch proceeded as judge and the defendant rejected a jury trial. About 25 young people arrived to support him. Several of his relatives and friends testified, including his immediate family... Jonathan Johnson and his grandfather. At the trial, Daniel was cited crying. You can see the actual trial. It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. I, I watched a tiny bit of it. Yeah, he is a little bit sad, but um, obviously in the interviews and everything, he's kind of self-aware of what happened. Um, I, don't, I don't know how you feel about it because he, obviously he said that he takes full responsibility for it and that he kind of kind of does feel regret of doing it do you think it's like a bullshit type of I think thing or do you think he generally is like I think at first it was a bullshit thing but then I think over the years possibly because you're not the same person you are when you're 16 no I think at first it was a bit of bullshit but as he got older and he no longer has that addiction that he had before i've got a feeling over the the as he got older that has gone to oh shit i fucked up yeah and one of the one of the biggest things i guess i thought about when covering this case was it's a it's just an example of how far would you go for something you love that kind of words popped in my head because I thought that to myself of like, damn, like there's some stuff I really love, but I wouldn't go to the length of murdering folk for that, you know. Oh, it's that weight thing where some people ask you things where like, you really like that. How much would you be willing to pay to get that? Or how much would you really, you know, like, you know, when you were parents, uh, oh, sorry, when you were young and your parents said, right, do you want that? It's like, yeah. And it's like, do you really want it though? Because if you really want it, then yes. And then you think to yourself, well, if you think of it in a realistic sense, no, I don't really, really want that. And then it's like, okay. I never used to go like that. What kind of kids have that same mindset? I don't. I didn't. I used to be like, yeah, clearly I want it. What? Like, uh, But then again, I'm a stubborn person. I always have been quite stubborn. So my parents being like, do you actually want this? I'd be like, yeah, why the hell wouldn't I? Yeah, but there's some things I was like, yeah, I want that. And there's some things my parents were like, well, I don't think, we're not going to get it because you don't, you're not really, really. I was the one that would have said, yes, I do really want that. And I did want it. 
But like in a sense now, I still have the mindset of certain things where I'm like, I don't really, I oh, want it, yeah, but not really, now. really. And there's things that I do really love, but it's like if it was taken away, I wouldn't go to the lengths of just going that far. It's just that sort of like spur of the moment. You don't think 100%. So, um, I mean, I can say this now. I really love Halo 3, but I wouldn't murder for it. His father was supportive and announced that the young man had come to deeply regret shooting his parents. Uh, Mark said at the trial, he still does not understand why he did something so terrible. So it is that thing of like, he didn't think fully. He just wanted to get the resentment and anger out. And then uh, obviously this is another example of having access to weaponry just freely. Technically it wasn't I mean, I'm so glad. Technically it was a safe. But yeah, but yeah, but you know what I mean. Like he said, there was a lot of guns in the house because they did shooting. I said uh, earlier, so obviously you know he was used to having that in in the environment. You know what I mean? True. Which I'm not one. I mean, we're not slating people if you own guns, but come on, like we we um. I I meant in the sense of like if you do, I'm not gonna fucking bat anyone down if they're. You know, doing that because fucking Americans come at me, but I'm being like, come on, if you own a gun, what's the fuck you doing? Don't be a fucking idiot. I mean, yeah, Americans are like, yeah, we use it for safety and protection. Yeah, well, I'm not going to fucking knock down your throat. Yeah, you want to own a gun? So be it, but you be a fucking idiot and leave it around and get other access people to it. It's your own fucking problem. Ain't fucking smart, are you now? You sell guns to others, that's you being a fucking idiot. We, we bash, I mean, to be fair, yeah, we bash guns a lot. And it's so true because, like, like we just mentioned earlier, right, if we got grounded or whatnot, that's it. If we want to lash out, we, don't ha- we had no access to violent weaponry. Thank God, because if we had that in the UK, God knows what the fuck would happen. Yeah. You need to learn to restrict people from stuff. And it's quite sad that in this case, you know, the game was locked away and he knew that there was a gun in the safe. Just get the keys, I can get the gun. Yeah. Imagine if the gu- if the gun wasn't there. If they didn't have a gun, his parents weren't dead. His mom, sorry, and his dad wasn't injured. That that's that's the biggest thing in this, right? I've got a feeling he that gun was got, there. Yeah, but I've got a feeling he would have found a gun at some point. Yeah, the, having the having the knowledge of being in that environment around something. Like obviously, I know it's not as bad, but you said that you went to your mate's house and you drank. That's because. You could be there, and that was in 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 the environment. So, like, you had access to it there, and drinking's not bad. But if you had no access to drink at all, then you know. Yeah. But because you knew you could go somewhere and get it and drink with others, and it'd be fine. So, yeah. Um, the prosecution case: the prosecutor Anthony Celio portrayed Daniel as a heartless killer. He showed no remorse for his actions, so he claimed and tried to set up the shooting as a suicide. He had planned his crime carefully, knowing that Heidi Archer and her husband planned to enter the house at 9pm, but his plot was foiled when they arrived two hours early. Um, like I mentioned, uh, I th- yeah, obviously at the, right at the beginning, I am dead said that he was he tried to fake it, and then kind of realized that his plan was shit and it wouldn't work. 
and he fucked up so that he just took it all back and went, yeah, I uh, faked it. Because obviously spur of the moment, he, oh, oh, just throw the gun, yet, yeah, dad, just make it look like a suicide. And then they come, bust his ass, and he's like, oh shit, and he was arrested very quickly afterwards. In a psychological report ordered by the defense, Daniel had informed the psychologist that he had planned the murder of his parents for a week. I don't know if that was true or not, because um, it, it, nobody asked him that in interviews I was seeing. Nobody was like saying, oh, how long have you planned this sort of thing? It was kind of just they were saying um, other sorts of questions. So he might have been planning it for a week or more. I don't know. But if eh, is it plausible that he was? Maybe. I just think it was a definite spur of the moment sort of thing. I don't think he would have been planning it for the week. Hmm. Up to you, but I think it was just spur of the moment where, because his father took it away, and then he just thought, yeah, fuck it, I'm I'm in a gun, full-blown, not thinking. So, um, the defense case, uh, James Kersey represented um, Daniel as the defense attorney. Neither Kersey nor Daniel attempted to dispute the facts of the crime. Instead, Kersey, or Kersey argued for the insanity defense, video game addiction being the underlying psychiatric condition. Because of the enormous amount of stress put on him due to severe infection and resulted spinal injury, Daniel was much more susceptible to being influenced by the game, not to mention his youth. Oh, shit! Uh, the whole video game addiction thing, like, oh, come on. Um, being the underlying psychiatric condition, I'm addicted to video games. And yes, there's some things that have maybe spurred me on to do things. And I mean that in the sense of, like, I'm addicted to playing video games. Well, I say that. I enjoy playing video games. But, like, some people might going, oh, you're coming out tonight. No, I want to stay in and play them. That's what I'm meaning. Yeah. Or, like, can you do this? No, I'm in the middle of a game. I'm doing this. I want to make time to do that because you enjoy, you know, you make time to go out on nights to clubs because you want to go out and have a drink with your mates. You make time to go to gigs and concerts because you like them. You do photography at gigs. You know, you love that stuff. So you put that addiction and love of that maybe in front of others. But the whole thing of being addicted to games causes that severe thing. No. So I've got millions of friends. We've played a bazillion games of all different varieties. And the only thing that's come out of that is positives. You know, video games are a very positive thing. You know, there's so much reaction times. It can get quicker. Um, um, coordination on fingers and thumbs um, can be very good. I've noticed people who don't play video games, you give them a controller and they just, uh, you know, have to multitask. It's just quite hard. But from playing video games, multitasking, oh, I play guitar as well, has just, my multitasking improved, my reaction speeds. Um, so much other things so there's loads of benefits from playing video games they are a benefit it's just that the negative aspect in it gets shined on uh, quite a lot but hey it's an escape from the real world I mean yeah they're violent but if I can do violent stuff in a game which I couldn't be able to do in real life or reenact this, vi- uh, this different sort of scenario 
And the people who say that, it's kind of like, well, I could flip the coin and go, oh, you like the Pirates of the Caribbean films, don't you? Well, there's dying in that. Look at all those action films you watch. They're dying. Violence. Oh, what, 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 what? You know what I mean? There's violence in too many, a load of things. Why is this thing that has violence in it a big forerunner where there's violence in other things and all that's fine? You know what I mean? Eh? Yeah. And also, the moment someone is stressing him due to severe infection and resultant spinal injuries, having a spinal injury doesn't mean that you want to go kill someone, does it? Nope. Stress? No. When you were stressed, did you think, well, I'm stressed. What am I going to do? Ah, yeah, shoot my parents. Yeah. No. Fuck off. Um, and not to mention of his youth, more, se- more susceptible to being influenced by the game. No. Like, people enjoy certain games more than others. Yeah, like, I'm big into Halo. Some of my mates aren't. They play other games, but does that make me more susceptible? No. I think that's just a silly thing to say. And Daniels, he said, uh, was not in the right state of mind to understand the fu- uh, f- finality of shooting his parents. In other words, he had been playing violent video games so long that he did not realize that real-life death is permanent. The levels of video games can be replayed over and over again, uh, kill uninjured characters, including the player himself, and return to their original state at every reset. Daniel, um, continue, uh, he continued, must have ex- um, expected that his mother would eventually return to a healthy and normal state having been immersed in virtual violence so long. That's bullshit. There's no way that his mind got to the sense of it's real life, death is permanent. Fuck right off. That's some bullshit right there. From playing video games for years, I know what's real life and what's not. Like Lauren, if you you've you've definitely watched films and you've watched so many films and never once gone, I don't know what's real life or not anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. How? Tell me how someone gets to that state where they watch so much of a thing or play so much and forget what's real life. How? How? Like, and, and and the fact is, they said that, right? Where it's fucking Halo. The minute you start playing Halo, there's fucking clear shit that tells you this is not real life. And there's a clear fucking evidence. Bro, I said that earlier. Like, fucking, you load up multiplayer Halo and you start picking up the fucking gravity hammer. And don't tell me that that's like, I'm, I'm, I'm hard to distinguish what's real life and what's not. It's a fucking gravity hammer. The fucking energy sword? Hello? The fucking vehicles? Yes. People are cutting about in fucking ghosts. Yeah, your fucking neighbor, he owns one. He's fucking zooming down the street in his fucking ghost. Ah, nice. Oh, look, fuck, there's the Covenant dropship flying in the fucking air. What? Oh, yeah. My neighbor, yeah, my neighbor, he owns a couple grunts. Oh, yeah, so my neighbor's friends with the Arbiter. Fuck off. Come on. I just think that's ridiculous. I find that funny when I read that. You know what I mean? E- even even films, right, that are mockumentaries of shit. You know, for example, like Spinal Tap. Hmm. Like, the arms go to 11. Well, yeah, it's, it's, fuck, it's for the film. You know, mockumentaries of shit. You know, films that are have humans in them, but are about stuff that I know that's not real. You know, that's, that's someone playing a character. <laughs> I'm not going to go up to someone and go, ah, oh, yeah, so, oh, Obi-Wan. What was your lightsaber, you McGregor? You're Obi-Wan. No, it's just a film. You know, 
I, I'm baffled at them saying that, that he played it for so long. He didn't realize what real life death is permanent. Uh, fuck. I think anyone knows that in films and cartoons that deaths in there aren't realistic. And that in real life, if you did that, you will injure yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know when you watch videos of people failing or doing fails or like um, you heard about someone having an accident doing this, you wouldn't think, well, I don't know if that would happen to me. I should do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If my mates jump off a fucking wall and fucking injure themselves, I'm like, well, I'm not doing that because I know if I do it, I'm going to die. Not like in a video game where the dam- there's no- I don't take fall damage. In real life, I will. Oh, I jumped off a cliff in a game. I can do that in real life. I'll be fine. No. Oh, dear. And the fact is, he continued, he must have expected that his mother would eventually return to a healthy and normal state. The f- what, does he think he was going to shoot his mom and then the revive button would come up like fucking in zombies, press E to revive. Oh, up you go. No. Fucking stupid. Um, Kersey uh, disputed that prosecution assert- assertions about... Um, Daniel's personality, using the testimony of Daniel's family, friends, and acquaintances to contend that he was a typical teenager. The young Daniel's addiction was strong enough for him to take along a video game of all things while fleeing. To Kersey, Daniel was not a plotting murderer, but someone who spontaneously killed without planning. The defense did not present psychologists for an expert opinion on mental effects of video games. Now, that's what I think. It was just spur-of-the-moment spontaneous. I don't think it was planned. I think it was just spur-of-the-moment thing. Out of rage. And, um, yeah, thank God there wasn't a psychologist there for an expert opinion on the mental effect of video games, blah, 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 because they would have spilled some fucking bullshit. Um, because I know for sure, um, well, I'll, I'll speak about it at the end where some other cases we might do to tie in with something kind of similar to this. So, um, yeah. As for conviction, Daniel was convicted for aggravated murder, attempted aggravated murder, and tampering with evidence. Due to his age, Daniel could not be sentenced to death. The judge sentenced him to life in prison with a possibility of parole after 23 years, which was the minimum sentence. The maximum sentence Daniel faced was life in prison without parole, recommended by the prosecuting attorney. Daniel is currently serving his sentence at Grafton Constitu- a Correctional Institution and will be eligible for parole in 2030. And that's the case of Daniel Petrick. Well then. A uh, very interesting case indeed because obviously the main aspect here was video game violence and shooting parents over a video game. A video game which I hold dearly to my heart. So the fact is, this happened, shocked me when I read this. I was like, whoa, something so close could uh, mean a true crime thing, which is why I wanted to cover it. And why I have ideas for other cases, unless you steal them, because I know certain cases were music. No, I've not got any music ones planned. No, but I meant uh, in in the certain case of... I don't know if you know, but I know a few cases where music, they said, was to blame. Oh, I mean, we've already done Columbine, and Columbine got... Bl- uh, Marilyn Manson got the blame for that. That's what I'm saying. There's a couple other ones I've got on my head where... Oh, they, uh... well, then no, have not. <laughs> okay. Well, I th- that's why I thought... This is why I said, oh, I thought of this, and then I thought, oh, what about cases where 
there was a factor, like in this case, video games, where someone that was the pinpoint, and then I thought, oh yeah, video games and music. I know a few cases where they've used that as that. That's the catalyst sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, what did you think? Did you think that a thing like this would happen where the game gets locked away and they shoot the parent? No, because it's fucking pathetic. Like, his reaction's fucking stupid. But do you think that, as people were saying, that the game and him playing... No, you can't... I never agree with people when they say this form of media is the reason. No, it's fucking not. Shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Like, it's not a TV show, a movie, a freaking song, a game is not to blame for someone doing something so fucking shitty. I mean, it could maybe affect you mentally. Like, for example, if you watch this Supernatural and you saw something in there and then it made you... No. No, but... No, but I mean in the sense of, like, you watch something that's supernatural and it made you scared and you got scared of a certain thing. Oh, yeah, that, but it doesn't make me that sense. murder. No. No, but, yeah, but in the, yeah, in the sense of it making you spurn to do something is no. No. Like, if you watched a film and it had scary killer clowns in it, makes you scared of clowns. Doesn't make you want to kill. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get like normal but, human reactions, yeah. You not, know. Not murder reactions. So when people pinpoint something and say that that's the thing like i love halo 3 loved it for the storyline characters modes maps games and you know got me the love for science fiction and that sort of realm of things and that's what its effect had on me didn't have the effect of i want to become violent blah 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 some scary films i've seen made me scared of well i'm kind of gone over the the fear a bit more now but you know, watching Child's Play and Scared of Dolls. There was murdering in that, but it's the dolls. The Scary Dolls part is what affected me, not the murdering part, you know. And, like, I'm pretty sure you said that uh, you learned some true crime stuff from, like, documentaries or, you know, like, you watched Supernatural and maybe there was some stuff there and it got you a little scared, but, like, it didn't well, make you do the evil, evil things that were in there. It didn't. True crime doesn't scare me. Like, at all. No, but, like, you, you learn about a true crime case, and then you're like, oh, okay, just mentally, me, that was a bit it, icky. It, it doesn't make you want to do what that thing did. No, it just makes me go, why the fuck did you do that? And then that's how I got interested in it, because I was more confused on why the fuck someone would do that shit. And when I learned why they did that shit, I'm like, no, still doesn't make any fucking sense. And that's why, as we just said, it's so annoying when someone said that, oh, he saw that, and then exactly what was in that or she saw that, or they saw that, and then exactly what they saw made them. No, it's not the case. Just because one person does it doesn't mean the rest of them do. I mean, people could still be here and just say, shut the fuck up, Matthew, you're just one Halo 3 player. But I could name all my mates that played Halo 3, and yeah, that's maybe 20 or however many I could name. But that's still a decent amount to showcase the fact that not everyone's gonna do that. But it's just the way the media works. They just... Shit on that, and um, I mean, I I can't remember what I was doing at the time of this. And it was just an American case, but I would I would have hated to been around at this time in America when this came out because I bet you so many other people, parents or whatnot, were um probably thinking, "Oh, well, I've seen this case about this. Um, you can't play that game, or I must take that away from you, or you know, oh, I saw this show and 
there's there's something else you can't watch that because something negative happened with something else. It's just it's one person does it doesn't mean you know if something happens in the future where there's like a TV show that I watched and a kid saw something in the TV show and did something I wouldn't say to my kid you can't see that because that one kid did it. You know if you if you do your parenting right and that sort of thing then maybe certain circumstances might not lead up to this but it's a very sad case nonetheless i feel so sorry for um mark uh, i'm so glad that he survived but having to see his uh wife you know get shot and his own son over a video game it's quite tough oh, quite tough considering i'm i was in that uh, similar situation when i was a teen playing halo 3 having parents, but I didn't go to this length. So when I did hear this case, I thought, fuck me. That was me at one point, a kid playing healthy with my parents. And the fact is there was someone in a certain situ- a similar situation where they took it to a whole nother level extreme. Holy fuck. But yeah, hopefully this has been an interesting one for people who um, aren't... Well, I guess for anyone who didn't think uh, something like this could happen or people who weren't, who don't play video games and then thought, wow, Yeah, guys. An interesting case indeed. So, yeah, I'm uh, glad I've covered this one. Thought I could add a bit more insight and whatnot to this one. So, um, should be cool. Yeah. Um, cool to see what you do next week as a follow up from this one. Yeah, guys, that was this week's case. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this will go out on time, but I need to go to bed. So it's not going out at bang up midnight. And no. Can... I mean, it's a little bit of a longer one I think we've done, but... Yeah, um, you can suck my dick if you've got a problem with it. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> expect me to maybe cover a similar case in terms of other forms of something being the the, the finger point for the case happening because a couple opened in my mind. So if you like that sort of thing, I'll have a couple more in the bag coming. Yeah, guys, we'll see you next week. It's my week next week, so you know it's going to be gross. Yes, it will be. um... It's going to be fucking gross. But yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Hope you have a good weekend. I'm seeing Steel Panther next week, so I'll tell you all about it. Uh, But yeah, bye, guys. Bye.